in the first reading, what we hear is how God chooses people, sets them apart, and sends them on a special mission, mission to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And this is what we have here today. Yes, we kind of are jumping into the situation whereby in Antioch, as you remember, Barnabas was sent there because some of the converts were of Gentile origin, especially if they were from Cyprus. And so Barnabas was from Cyprus, and so he was sent from Jerusalem so that he may guide and introduce those who have Gentile origin to embrace the Lord, to embrace the gospel, to embrace the good news. And so while they were there, as you remember, it was Barnabas who went to find Saul. Uh, now we know him as, as Paul. And, and he embraced him, and he brought him back to the church of Antioch. And it was while there, they were at prayer. They experienced this type of outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And they were instructed that they should take Paul and Barnabas, set him aside, so that they would be able to proclaim the good news to the Gentiles. And that's what happened. And so now our first reading is Paul and Barnabas are set aside and they're going. They're going. They, they arrived. They set sail and arrived in Perga in Pamphylia. And then they continued on from Perga and reached Antioch in Pisidia. There's another Antioch. And it's so, so they're moving. And so they're first visiting the Jewish people in the synagogues. That's the first place they go. There were Jew Jewish people in the diaspora. And so they wished to introduce them to the gospel. So that's what they, do, they did. So on the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and took their seats. But after reading, uh, reading from the Old Testament, the law and the prophets, the synagogue officials sent word to them, my brothers, we, you know, you're from originally from Jerusalem. We would wish you to share some, something with us, share the, your word of instruction and guidance. And so it is here where St. Paul immediately, so he get, got up and mentioned with his hand, he said, my fellow children of Israel and all you others who are God-fearing, listen, those who are of Gentile origins who already were coming into the synagogue. And what does St. Paul do? How do we proclaim the gospel? St. Paul didn't start with Jesus. He started with the Old Testament. He showed how God, the promises that God made to Abraham 2,000 years before, that the promises were slowly unfolding in history. And so he speaks of in, 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 in the promises how God, how God has chosen the people of Israel, how he exalted the people during the, their sojourn in Egypt, and how he up, uplifted them and took them out of the, Egypt, placed them in the desert, allow them to, to come to know him in this new relationship in the desert. They were no longer distracted. They could listen. He provided food for them so they didn't have to work. He did everything for them so that they would be able to hear his voice. They would be able to understand that he is God who loves, who cares. Is not someone, is yes, God of justice because he rescued them from slavery. He saw their, he saw their, their, their hardships. He saw the, 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 their mistreatment. And so he came to rescue them. But it's not only that he came to rescue them, 
but he also showed them that he is the one who will always be there for them if they follow him. And then he will reveal things to them. He will come then, he will give them the great understanding and he will take care of them. And then St. Paul continues, it's not only through the desert that he revealed himself, but he also took him to the promised land. He was able to help to them to overcome the peoples who were there who didn't want them. And yet they were able to establish a place. And then he continues how then we have the history of, of, of David, of King Saul, first of all, and King David, how the David was faithful to him, although he did not, and as we know, in his sinfulness, he was not always there, but, but he, every time, whatever happened to him, he would convert, he would, you know, apologize, he would ask for forgiveness from the Lord. And then, and, and so he continues, St. Paul continues, and we have, you know, not only King David, but also the descendants of King David, and that descendant is Jesus himself. So as we can see, St. Paul brought the Old Testament, the revelation, and brought him to the moment of Jesus. And this is when he began to speak about who this Jesus was. Yes, he was, you know, preceded by the preaching of St. John the Baptist, and then ultimately we have the Lord himself who has come, the Lord God who has become one of us, and he is the one who has brought the good news. So we can see how St. Paul would prepare the people, prepare the people to, for faith. You know, for us to, you know, when I, when I sometimes, when I meet a couple, even though they may have been, you know, married for 20 or 30 or 40 years, I ask them, how did you meet each other? How, how did you get to know one another? What happened? And you know, and, and so what happened is they show immediately they are taken into the moment when they found each other, who have fell in love with another. It, it, there's, a, some, there's a historical dimension of our lives. Sometimes we get so preoccupied with things of today that we are not able to grasp. But, but then, you know, we, we ask, well, what happened there? How God has led you to that moment? Or someone who has entered priesthood, how did you happen to follow the Lord? How did you, did you hear a voice? What did you, what did you do? So we always need to know where we come from. The roots are important, the roots of who we are, because it's not that all of a sudden we're here. No, we have a history, and then we, as people of God, have history of going all the way, especially to Abraham, not only that God created us from the very beginning, but also where he entered history in a special way, and he's guiding us in a special way to the fullness of life, because everything is Everything is coordinated. Everything is being brought to our attention so that we may have eternal life, that we may have life. So St. Paul, we don't have the, the continuation of the readings of today, but we'll be there the next day, and how he speaks of Jesus, the one, the chosen one, the Messiah, but not only that, the Son of God. And today in our gospel, we see this Son of God, the Last Supper, Jesus, after the after the meal, after the meal, which he instituted the Eucharist, what does he do? He washes their feet. Servant God who serves us. Who are we? We're broken and yet God is serving us. Can we ever grasp this truth that God continues to serve us, interceding for us, working on our behalf, inspiring us, guiding us, uh, helping us those who allow them, uh, allow themselves to be led by God, 
He leads them in ways which bring them to a deeper, deeper communion of love, of knowledge, of, of, future, of hope, future hope, of glory. So this is what it is. And then Jesus continues, it's not only that he is the one who serves us, but he is inviting us to serve one another. He does not define that, you know, what, what does the service mean? is do things on behalf of one another. Jesus was washing their feet to purify them, to cleanse them completely. But also he would stoop to the point of being a servant. This was the most menial work to wash people's feet. This was uh, considered to be very menial, the worst type of you know, service, service, servitude. And, and yet this is what Jesus did. And then he continues, he says, I have chosen you. I have chosen you to witness to see not only my suffering and death and passion, but also that you may see the resurrection and that you may recognize, as the, as the, as the Gospel says of St. John, from now on I am telling you before it happens, so that when it happens, the passion, suffering and death, that you may believe that I am. That you may believe that I am. The word I am is how God the Father revealed himself to Moses, I am who am, I am the one who is. So Jesus says that the suffering, the passion, suffering and death is for the purpose so that the disciples may know that Jesus is truly divine, that he's the son of God, that he's able to save us because only God can save us. But he's also the one who's God and yet he serves us. He's the one who has come and he was offering his life for, for us so that we may have eternal salvation. See, this is very, very important, you know, so that when it happens that you may believe that I am. Jesus didn't say that you may believe that I am when I do miracles. He didn't say that, although there are signs, great signs. No, but it's the, his suffering, death, and resurrection born for us to establish a new covenant of relationship, of love, of forgiveness and mercy. This is what we have. And so this is what we, we have before us. Now, I want to uh, kind of go a little bit further today. Um, you know, we do have a National Day of Prayer, but before I, I do that, uh, I don't know if you remember, if some of you were older, May, in the 1990s, 80s, uh, we maybe even, you know, maybe even earlier, there was a kind of great emphasis on on the on the institutions, on you know, huge conglomerates, and and there was a great emphasis. A lot of people were saying we have to change. We have to, um, you know, uh, since they were considered to be sort of evil, you know, taking advantage of people, whatever it is. But, you know, it was something that John Paul II did, and he said, you know, you want to change institutions, you want to change our government, you want to change, you know, the, 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 the various social structures. He says, it's not by wishing to change them, but he says, we have to change ourselves first. Because if, you, if we live in fidelity to God, in fidelity to his commandments, and we become the instruments of the government or institutions, then what will we do? We, because we love the Lord, we love the people, that means our institutions will become, you know, holy. They can. 
it is from it starts always from here and so so when we have a national day of prayer like today and we're invited to pray we were it's national day of prayer was established in 1775 by the act of the, the continental congress you know we were very difficult it was a difficult situation for our nation just before the revolutionary war and uh, and as, as it started and and you know so we were asked to pray and to do penance for the sake of this new country that was was being born and so we asked the citizens to pray but to pray is is only not only that we pray for our country but because we pray we become holy by by the prayer itself so it's not only the intention of the prayer that is important but it's the fact is that we as people pray and prayer transforms us prayer changes us prayer helps us to become citizens not only of a country but to be citizens of god bringing god's kingdom into this earth because ultimately the purpose of a country is to take care of the people who are living there but not just for that historical moment but ultimately to bring them to heaven to bring them lead them to the to the to the eternal kingdom of god the reign of god and so to protect us from dangers to help us to live a, a, a life in dignity but above all so that we may help one another and help others around the world too to to lead a life of, of, of fidelity to God and ultimately prepare ourselves for heaven. And so the, the day of prayer, as it is called the day of prayer and fasting for our, for our country, the national day of prayer, sometimes we say we pray for unity, obviously, but unity under what? Yes, we can say unity under constitutions, but above all, unity because we're brothers and sisters of Christ. We were children of God. We have got one God, the same Father for all. And, and this Father has revealed himself, revealed his Ten Commandments, how we can live in harmony by following the commandments, by following the precepts of the, of, 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 of the church, how to, to live in a way which will bring good, because by, by works of love, by works of mercy, we actually enhance and we heal and we bring forth a, a type of structures, social structures or government that, that, that truly respects you know, each person. And so here we are invited to pray, to become men and women of prayer. And we as Catholics especially, we have so many, so many invitations by Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes, even Guadalupe, wherever we see, is to pray, to acknowledge God, first of all, to be men and women of faith. And that's when, if we are men and women of faith, we also become men and women of good works, of kind, of, of merciful deeds, while helping one another. The last thing is I would wish to say is that, you know, throughout the Old Testament, we have these powerful prayers which were uttered by kings like King David or Solomon especially. Solomon praying for his nation, praying so that he may be a great leader, that he may be a faithful man of God, that he may bring God's justice. 
we have prayers of many of the of the prophets praying for for the nation we have in even when you look at fatima and and our lady inviting us to pray for peace to pray to be instruments of peace by praying the rosary especially we have faustina where jesus says to her pray for your, for, for for poland pray for your country because they're they're in need there's a ter there are terrible situations to, to intercede and she faustina says at one point she says you country you, you know my he says you don't know you know it seems like she's speaking to the people of the nation he says you don't know how much you cost me how much i have to pray for you you know because why because at that time abortion was rampant in the city of warsaw you know and 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 then the consequence of abortion is destruction you know so so this type of prayer prayer for for a country um, the we have people who you know you know those who are here all of you here but especially those who are watching us through the live stream you know we're reaching thousands of people if thousands of people were praying today you know for our country do you know that god will kind of dismiss it no god hears a prayer especially for conversion god hears a prayer so today we're kind of invited to to really pray for our country pray the rosary pray the chaplet do some fasting remind people of the need because you know we, we're as a country we're not in good shape you know we are divided why because we don't follow the gospel we follow ideologies and so why wouldn't we be divided sure we will because we don't follow really the gospel if we follow the gospel we're not divided will be in union you know the confusion that's here sometimes we you know we see you know we kind of we as a nation really respect individuals so we you know really watch out for minorities and everything else but then we have to bend the wrong way trying to accommodate everybody and to accommodate everyone is not to respect them but to embrace their ideological views and they will not lead us to union you know, because God wants us to, to follow him, and he's the only one. Follow his, follow his, 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 his bidding, his, his commandments. And also, in, this, in terms of prayer, uh, I, you know, the, there's a special prayer that we as Marians um, have, uh, have prepared, the special card, holy card, but at the end of Mass, I'll pray, you know, this prayer for our country. You know, a special prayer that was prepared by with the bishops of the United States, and it was prayed and is being prayed at the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, Washington D.C. You know, to, to Our Lady, to Our Immaculate Mother, our, the patroness of our country. So, as we continue with the Sacred Liturgy, we are reminded of one very important truth: is to embrace the Lord Jesus is to embrace that which you all desire because the feast fulfillment of our hearts is the fulfillment because god made us for himself and and he is the one and we are not able to live without god no matter how we try because this is how god made us and secondly when we embrace him when we enter into communion with him when we proclaim him when we live our faith he will be with us when we intercede for others, God will hear our prayer and we can transform not only ourselves and introduce type of healing into our institutions, 
but also the institutions themselves will serve the rest in ways of, of truly following God's commandments, in ways of holiness, truly respecting dignity of each person, taking care especially of those who are broken, who are in need, who are in any way in need of his mercy. And the second aspect is that our intercession is real and is powerful. Our Lady is with us. The saints are with us. Uh, we have angels who pray with us. We can powerfully intercede and transform ourselves and prepare ourselves for eternity, for eternal glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.